Good evening. Hello. Good evening. And welcome to episode 80 of Regular Features. <laughs> I was all invited. I'm John Blythe's grandfather. What? <laughs> what, John? And who are you? What? I'm Christopher Columbus. That explains why your jaw's hanging off by a thread of skin. Uh, and who's this dapper young gent? <laughs> oh, now I've got to be normal age. <laughs> no, young uh, compared to two very, very old men. You could have pretended to be a 90-year-old and well, I said, oh, isn't he a spring uh, chicken? Stevens, <laughs> well, <laughs> way to ruin a setup for a joke, Steve. <laughs> Episode 80. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking on the bitches, looking at the features. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut the door to keep all the feature goodness in the room. Oh, yes, good. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Let's make this a feature sweat box. <laughs> <laughs> We've shut the door, so now it's time for a feature hot box. Oh, a <laughs> Dutch feature oven. Oh, let those features <laughs> ruminate. Don't let any of that feature smoke escape mm. until we all feel well and truly hot and uncomfortable. Yeah, really lump down some hot. Sec- feature second hand, so, second hand features. By the time you're reading this podcast, the World War Three will have begun. Mm. Um, obviously, in, in as as of reading this, we've got about uh, seven hours um, where Russia apparently seven minutes ago. This is live news. Russia demands surrender of Ukraine. Ukraine's the UK. Oh no, Jesus! We, no. we surrender. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm well up for surrendering. They've got to like three in the morning to surrender. Otherwise, um, Russia's going to go full, we're on, be full on war. I know, we're going to be asleep, so we might wake up tomorrow morning to find that the world has gone to shit. But if that's the case, I thought it best to be prepared, because, you know, things can escalate quickly. So by Thursday, this may, it may seem flippant to the point of being fairly offensive. Absolutely. I mean, you, you never know when you're going to get to the stage where the Cuban Missile Crisis can happen, where, as I understand it, Cuba just started firing fucking <laughs> missiles <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, that's a bad move for any country. <laughs> yeah, it is a bloody crisis isn't it well yeah <laughs> any one of they them could, were, uh, everywhere. could hit you I think luckily none of them hit anything no 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 yeah but they have to fire Bruce Willis up to ride the rockets to safety <laughs> bloody Nora but on the off chance that we're not all dead from those bloody Cubans um, yeah. I thought we uh, <laughs> they are the enemy aren't they at the minute yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. but then I thought well, if he arrives in Dover riding a bear topless I am I'm fucking he deserves the country yeah <laughs> have a, yeah just him and Cameron just face off yeah he <laughs> What would what if Cameron burst out of his suit and he was just as buff? Oh, as he was Putin. ripped. Yeah, oh. like he was totally ripped. Like and Flanders <laughs> revealed. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that that is the plan. That's the defense plan. Is that they know that if Putin Putin does attack, he won't have he because of his pride. He will come and have a one on one fight with the mm. the statesmen of countries. That'd be fantastic. And so now, currently, they've got some sort of crazy. A secret underground gym in, in the 10 Downing Street and they're just like oh he's hitting the weights big time he's, also, being, he's being spotted by George Osborne and it's, yeah, he's really going for it I love the idea of Putin <laughs> riding a bear out of the surf with a starfish on his face 
and just grumpily peeling it off his face and throwing it to yeah. the floor. Utterly humorlessly. Not, yeah. un- not understanding how funny it might look yes. to anyone else. And then peeling the starfish off his bear's face and his bear is equally stoic about the whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like crescendo music cut to black, fades into Cameron's house where he's having an evening dinner, gets a phone call, I've got to go to the gym. I'm sorry, goes to the underground gym. It's like it's basically like Batman, that yeah. thing. It's like an underground thing with a, a pole, so he kind of slides down. And then he just starts really bench pressing the shit out of it. Yeah, bench pressing. I'm actually really excited about this. Yeah, this is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> I hope they televise it, like, because <laughs> I'll watch that. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought. Well, long story short, we're probably all going to have to start speaking in Russian. Okay. Um, it's, now, it's, it's only letters, isn't it? They're not. Oh, they're not even the same letters. They're not the same that. letters. Oh, so that's, that's that is a big problem. I, I thought I had a handle on it, but I don't. No, I thought I try and ease us into it as well because the thing is, I, I was trying to look up some Russian. But it's actually quite difficult to find um, how to sort of say sexy things in Russian. A lot of the letters look like the Greek ones, don't they? Like the backwards R's and yeah. sort of, mm, shit like that. Broken, le- broken letters, basically. Yeah, like, it's, like, some, yeah it's just Cyril, not right. No. That's the name of the alphabet. They look like they smashed their Cyril. legs in. <laughs> Something like Cyril. Cyril. <laughs> Cyril. Cyril. <laughs> I don't know. You might be right. It just sounds stupid. Mm. Um. Yeah, so, I think it sounds beautiful, beautiful I mean, language, and I love Russians. Look at you getting in early. <laughs> Teacher's pet. Just because you want to ride the bear. Uh, that could have been... <laughs> I want to go on the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm confused. There's a humorless bear. Well, it'd be nice if he had the humorless bear, but he also had a sort of like a really spunky, high-spirited weasel that sort of zipped around from shoulder to shoulder, saying, well, I'm going, Putin! <laughs> It's like this is the plot of Ice Age 4. (laughs) Or a really embarrassing camp bear that he has to ride half the time. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, the stoic bear isn't available, but we got this other bear. Come on, Putin, hop on my back and let's go. (laughs) Already, I'm having my paws done. (laughs) He's bright pink. Anyway, that's... So I wanted to look up some chat-up lines um, in Russian so I could teach us some chat-up lines in Russian. Mm. And I really struggled with this. I spent a lot of time on the internet trying to find them. And either A, you know, there were things like we had to buy books or buy tapes for these things. And I thought, fuck that. Um, I couldn't find that in the same way that you can really easily find chat-up lines for like most European languages. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find them. And I kind of wonder, maybe this relates to the fact my girlfriend was telling me about the fact that when uh, some friends of hers went over to Moscow, they found that they couldn't get into any nightclubs. In, and apparently it's common that in Russia, in a lot of the major cities, groups of girls really struggle to get into nightclubs because prostitution is so popular in Russia that generally speaking, most big nightclubs, they just want men and prostitutes. So if you're women oh, and you're not prostitutes, right. in their mind, you don't really add anything. You don't add any yeah. value. So unless you're paying the guys to get in so you can go and what make if money. Men, men come out of that place saying you wouldn't believe it i got off with a prostitute who just gave it me for free last night <laughs> and then there's that that'll go around i suppose some good value prostitutes there yeah. i suppose actually yeah that would be quite forward thinking pr for your club <laughs> but the, yeah, it's the bottom would fall out of the uh prostitutes the yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's> economy <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, maybe that's that's just purely speculation on my part. Maybe I thought maybe there's not as much of an interest for chat-up lines in Russia because there's so many prostitutes. 
that maybe it's not as much of a requirement. But anyway, we'll see. There are some wonderful chat-up lines here. And these are all translated into English, I must say. I couldn't find any bloody Russian. Well, that'll be useful for the readers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Who, under the new regime, need to know Russian. Fine, yeah, continue. Well, listen, <laughs> I thought it's more about getting into the mentality, okay? It's more right. about getting into the mindset. Yeah. yeah. How it's, one of the, it's one of these chat-up lines, let me guess, your... Your featureless face betrays no hint of weakness. <laughs> I wish it was. It's like day one of French class where everyone just like looks at some baguettes and is like, ooh, Paris is nice. And lick their lips slowly at the baguettes thinking, if I ever learn to speak French, I'll be able to buy one of those. <laughs> one of those big, long bits of bread. Oh, Whatever it is. <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> The ones that people get. Most of these chat up lines are kind of quite, most of them are fairly similar to like British ones. But there were a couple in here that just really struck me as being, and I don't know, I'd like to, I'd like your thoughts on these, whether these are more creepy than British ones or maybe not. And I'll try and do the voices. I'll try and do the voices. So, because, you know, I'm racist. Um, this one I like because it's sort of a slight variation. There is something wrong with my eyes. I can't take them off you, which is sort of a, a, it's a variation on a I classic. can't remove them from your bosom. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, good channel blind always open with saying there's something wrong with a part of you. I am already here, so now you only have two wishes left. <laughs> oh. Good. Yeah, that's kind of classy. I kind of yeah. like that one. Um, your tits are revolting. Against the low standard of tits in this room. <laughs> Against they are good standard tits. <laughs> this is my favourite one. Let me follow you home. At least with my eyes. What? Excuse me. That's, yeah. Is that like nice to watch you leave? I, I, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, you're it's off. basically like let me follow you, you home. Nice like, to look or at, at the very least let me watch you as you go home. Watch you going all the way home. Um, which is bizarre. And then we have this one which is class. Um bit weird. I like this one. Let me offer you a hand and a heart. I am a surgeon, so I have plenty of those. <laughs> it's just, it's a really chat line. It's just a shit joke. But a lot of these are to do with, with getting married or paying, what could you think of anything to do with my salary? Can you, you think of anything to do with my salary? Do you know a good way to spend my salary is my, one of these. Um, I'm sorry, you work in, I, I, I earn a substantial amount of money. Can you, as a frivolous wench, help me dispose of it. I think that's here. basically a thing. That would work on me, I think. I, I, I'm up for being kept. Mm. Why not? I mean, that's, I mean, one of them simply says, marry me before I change my mind. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> ultimatum. Followed, followed, yeah, followed by going tick, tock, <laughs> tick, <laughs> tapping on the wrist. <laughs> and this, all the, this is the, uh, the last one. This bemuses me. I mean, this one, I guess, is like a real opening gambit because it suggests a massive commitment. Have you ever been to Paris? How about Hawaii? Well, I am going there in about 10 years. Would you like me to take you? I mean, that's like, I, I'm just, it confuses me that one. Because it's like... No one plans to go places 10 years in advance. I know. And also it's basically saying, do you want to stay with me for 10 years? The thing's saying, if know. you want a holiday with me, you've got to earn it. <laughs> yeah. For a decade. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of work. Well, you don't know. Paris. It won't all be work. You'll have some fun moments of, I don't know, tobogganing, whatever they do. I I like that Russian people are similar enough to us that they like that Paris and Hawaii are holiday locations for them and not like some weird, like Sevastopol or Minsk. Or well, apparently one like of the that. most popular uh, holiday locations in Russia is Crimea. Is Crimea. So uh, they'll probably be saving a fortune on their yeah, they're all holiday bills soon. But anyway, that's my guide on how to 
because I mean, we are going to have to be sexy to Putin and other men. I just can't hmm. wait for them to come over, but I just worry that they'll they'll not respond that well to a, a gay man coming. No, 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 no. It's all show. I mean, that's the whole thing of being like, you know, like we yeah, have guys like, at school who bully gay guys. Yeah. You're a matter of saying about them like, not letting girls into nightclubs. Oh. Not really for the prostitutes. They put up a brave face, but they really Ooh. want... Yeah, they're all like, oh, gays are so bad. But then, you know, as soon as they can, all of the top dogs from Russia are going to be straight into Soho. And we're frankly going to have to learn better chat lines out. Well, I'm just going to forego chat at lines, slowly pull down the neckline of my T-shirt until my nipples are visible. Mm. You're going to need a new T-shirt after Draw that. all the Ruskies towards you. T-shirts will be... Uh, they're ten a penny. I can, I can gladly get. Well, it will be when our <laughs> Russian overlords come and fix our economy. In communist Britain, you'll be, you'll get one T-shirt a month. Will be given to you a plain white T-shirt. That's all right. That's how communism works, isn't it? With Putin's face on it, I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> smiling, <laughs> not smiling, looking stoic and heroic. Oh, that's true. On a bear stoic. with a with a, with a, with a chassis weasel zipping around his face. You so good for me. <laughs> That'll be the jingle that plays every morning. It wakes everyone up. Good morning to Russia. <laughs> Hope you're having a good old day today. You've got Putin on his bear going for a walk around the gardens. Will he be coming through your town? You, if you do, you stand a chance to win up to ten pounds in, in rubles. <laughs> <laughs> do not look at the bear, or Putin, or you will be killed. Oh, I can't Ding wait. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be like a holiday camp. <sighs> yeah, it's great. It's going to be like Butlins, but slightly more severe. Cross between Butlins and Auschwitz. <laughs> Before one of you kicks off with another feature, I've got something interesting to. This is a feature in progress. Now I would wait until it's all panned out. Fip. You fip. just had a feature. I know, Matt. I know, but this is worth. This is worth it, I think, because okay. I think this is fascinating, and it's nothing to do with me. But your input might be useful because we, you might be able to shape the future feature. Hmm. Uh, so to speak. go on I'm thrilled basically my little brother's been having some real trouble up in Manchester in the fact that he's got some people keep using his wheelie bins now obviously if you are based in I'm UK, already hopping mad you know that like wheelie bin like you abuse is a serious issue in the UK and in America it's not as bad because I think houses are further away and so they don't have and wheels. guns they've got guns they've got guns consequences yeah. for using a wheelie bin are much steeper over yeah. there that's the thing you couldn't get away with it if you were trying to put your garbage Oh, I'm helping out, guys. Garbage. garbage. In somebody else's house garden, then they would see you and you might get shot or somebody will see you because it's a long stretch. We're in the UK, a cheeky little dash, done. But anyway, some people keep filling up their bins. Like, not just you putting them. trash in my yard. Precisely. Into my, <laughs> what do they call it? In my trash can. My yeah. garbage hopper. Garbage can. I'm going to shoot you with my gun. Yes, that's what they <laughs> my do. Smith and Wesson. <laughs> 99 caliber. <laughs> Bullets are plenty. <laughs> Bullets come out of the front. <laughs> yep. When I shoot it with me trigger right here. <laughs> they keep filling up his bin. So not just like putting stuff in. They keep filling his bins. So he keeps going in to put rubbish in the bins at the end of the week and finding it's just, they're full. And so he got fed up with it. Because he got, and this is a funny thing because it's kind of slightly ingenious but slightly arsehole -ish. Did he hide inside the bin? No. Oh, that would have right. been like... lock the bin Yes. Shut. So he drilled some holes mm. in the bin and then he basically used a bike lock. Yep. So he basically used bike locks, two cheap bike locks, to just lock the bin shut. Mm -hmm. So like like companies do, I guess. Um, so that nobody could open them. Mm -hmm. And that was the solution for a very short amount of time until he came back last night and someone else's locks on it. They've glued the locks. They've super glued the locks. 
Yeah, the fury in your face there, Steve. So now nobody can use the bin. I don't know how he's... I need to give him a call and see how he solved this situation because it's like, I don't know how he's... Because I, I don't know, like because they've just literally covered the locks like because they're like the, the wheelie locks with the numbers on and they've just covered them in super glue. So it's just... Wow, well... Absolute... Fair play. If I was those people, I'd say that's a very petty move on his part. Yeah. All I'm doing is using this bin. He needed to be a little bit smarter than that, like install CCTV, constantly train them, and then post pictures of them onto the side of the bin. We'll see, see how that affects <laughs> That's them. the thing. Is It's like, it is clearly a petty thing to do, but at the same time, to react like that, it's fucking mental. Like, that is like vindictive as shit to be like, oh, you stopped well, us using got, your bin. You'd never know. Perhaps they don't have a wheelie bin. No, but this is the thing is, I think, and this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> I'm just trying to take the wrong side, sorry. No, no, because I was, part of me was thinking about it from that side as well and I was like, well, actually, you know what, if I was a student or something and I was using some a bin because our bins were full yeah. and I found that I'd be like, I'd imagine it being some 40-year-old man or something being like, oh, Mr. Busybody trying to lock his bins instead of it being like, I wouldn't imagine a 20-something party animal <laughs> who's just had enough of not having any bins um so i might be like oh fuck you granddad but i never do that but why don't you just have a party in your house that's pred- just built around the idea of keeping an eye out but i think that the the thing that makes me interesting i think i think it's a company doing it because he says there's really <gasps> there's really weird stuff in there <clears throat> and he thinks it's a local mechanics because there's basically a mechanic oh, those guys are cunt holes yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it's like if there's if there's they, they'd be doing it for shits and giggles. They just want to watch the world burn. Mechanics, laborers <laughs> in general. But it's just the fact that he keeps opening it and there's really weird stuff in there. It's not. It's not like it's not. Doesn't look like it's. But surely there must be laws against that. Flywheels and clutches, pinup calendars, <laughs> spanners. Just <laughs> fucking <laughs> <pull it> spanners. <laughs> no, but I just spanners manuals for all the cars he's my, done today. There's a part of my like logic that goes. Surely that's not legal. Like, surely no, if you're you can a business, call the council with evidence. Like, a, if it's a letter on address, evidence yeah. of someone using your bin, and I think they can send them to prison. That's the thing. Is the problem is it would have to be a really severe thing because otherwise, if if these people are nasty enough to bloody super glue locks, they're probably not nice people. So they're probably the sort of people that you either want them in jail. <laughs> Or you probably shouldn't fuck with them because they might. You might not want them to know where you live, and they do know where you live because well, they've been using your bins. Sit up there, wait for them. Just it, back to that party idea where you sit there, watch them, out, blow them with a sleeping poison dart, yeah. Drag them into your basement, just fucking torture them until they agree to stop. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I think that's the best idea. And then heard. don't let them go because they'll be saying every, anything at that point. But you don't. Know, they're probably going. Get their friends and they'll probably hit you if you let oh, them go. Yeah, that's yeah. It. You say, once so, they promise under duress of torture to never do it again, you say, "Oh, that's fine then. You can go." And then they get up, their little eyes blinking with hope. You just stab them in the heart. Yeah, yeah. You can't let them get away. Or you just break their neck. You. Like whichever way you want. Really, I'm, I'm not convinced that that terrorist neck breaking thing is that easy to do. He lives in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got friends in Manchester. I want to do. I want to do. Visit him and find out and help. It could, well, it could be. It could be the yeah. It could be our secondary source of income. Can, Consultancy, revenge consultancy. <laughs> revenge <laughs> consultants. I think I'd be a good revenge consultant, actually. Well, that's right. I'd be quite devious, you know. See you next week in um, Manchester. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature Steve's Roger Helmer update part two. 
Okay, we haven't done a part two before, so this isn't a repeat feature. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Marvellous. Um, last week on the podcast, Matt, you weren't here. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet either, so... Right. Well, let me tell you... Tough tits. ...what happened. <laughs> Roger Helmer sent around a newsletter. Roger Helmer is a UKIP MEP whom we don't like. Previously on Helmer. He thrills us with his opinions, but they're not opinions that we believe in or share yes. with him. <laughs> Uh, so we are fascinated, morbidly so, with his doings and... It's more like going to a zoo, and same way that when you go to a zoo, you always just want to go and look at the monkeys, because they're like the most interesting. That's, that's how I see him, basically. I mean, I don't know who started this Helmer fascination, but Me. I remember... I, well, you said that's with such insincerity and such... F- fevered guilt, <laughs> I can only assume it's me. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was you, wasn't it, Log? I don't know. It was. Okay. It was. I. I, it was all I, lost I followed, in the of time, I followed him on Twitter and became fascinated with him through that. But I think our love of him blossomed together. <laughs> I think maybe we we've both been aware of him separately. I think, and we egged each other on. We bought we bought our each other's fascination to fruition. Yes, I, I'd say this is a conspiracy. Not that I'm saying that anything you're doing is about to be a crime, Steve. Mm. But our love is a conspiracy. Last week, Roger Helmer sent out his his regular his monthly newsletter, but he forgot to use the uh, the BCC box. Oh, classic! So he accidentally boy. sent everybody uh, a, a couple of thousand email addresses of everyone. Wow, who's he's got that many people. He's got a lot of. He's people got more fucking there. readers than we have. The bloody Including Gmail app. Three Helmers. Steve yeah. told me earlier. That's amazing. There's family members on there. I wonder if he's just sending it to everyone on Facebook. Roger's personal email address is on there. He wanted to himself. He just wants to see what was going out. His personal email address. So what oh, I thought amazing. I'd do is draft a new newsletter and send it out this week. Now, I did say, I think I said I was going to send it out on last week's podcast, but I've only just written a first draft. I want to run it past you guys. Yeah, I want, I want gonna, a guest column. I want to be... Um, yeah. Well, I was going to do Farage's barrage of facts. <laughs> how, on, yeah. uh, how, how is this usual newsletter formatted? It starts off with him introducing what it is. It's called straight talking. And then he hits <laughs> up on some headline points, things that have been pressing But is it like, brain. no, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm asking a bit of a geeky... Is it a Word document? Is it a PDF? Oh, it's, 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 a, it's an inline email. Oh, it's, uh, it's mine, with some some is it some done formatting with the font like the pop bitch email. Uh, it's not done. It's not even centered. It's all justified left with uh, some uh, web safe typefaces. Do you wow. want to jazz it up a bit? I've got some InDesign templates. I want to keep it as close as possible to no, the original that's work. That's wise. That's wise. Mm. I just, I'd like the idea though of just them temporarily being blown away and going, "Whoa, what's this visual feast from Mister <laughs> Helmer?" Yeah. Yeah, because they, they would think it's way better than... It'd be amazing. Could like, we could do a fully featured iPad edition. With an <laughs> Interactive Helmer. Oh, yeah, we could look into the API. Let's look into the API. <laughs> it could be like a Mr. Potato Face. Not Mr. <laughs> Mr. Potato Face. You know what I mean. Mr. Potato Head. Um, like, interactive game. Like We have to put Helmer's features onto his face. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to choose a skin tone and if you choose anything less than white <laughs> the app just crashes <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yeah like oh yeah be like um, skin tone not su- nationality not supported <laughs> this program cannot continue please download this app in your own fucking country <laughs> it'd be nice if it made you tweet I, I got Roger Helmer's face 77% right on the Roger Helmer straight talking iOS app <laughs> hashtag <link>. Roger Helmer's face <laughs> 
Hashtag Mr. Potato Face. Uh, yeah. Do you remember the solicitor that I'm friends with? Yes. Do you want me to take legal advice from him? Could you do that? Because I'm a little bit cautious about what the legal implications of sending, of pretending to be Somebody Roger Helmer. Yeah. Yes. Sending assuming, yes. Assuming the identity of, a, of an elected official. Yeah. There's just something that sounds criminal about it. It does just sound a little bit, and like my <laughs> gut says it's illegal. Yeah, I think it might be illegal. <laughs> to be honest, though, I'm still just laughing at Mr. Potato Face, and I don't know why. What a funny <laughs> crime it would be to go to prison for. It would be, If I'm going to yeah. go to prison for anything, the uh, <laughs> Roger Helmer impersonation. It's a real shame with the internet now that, that they would be able to find any photograph of you to put alongside the newspaper things, because I love the idea in my head of, of getting into trouble and somehow being able to make it so that the only real picture of you available on the internet was you sort of like shrugging and looking really comical. <laughs> so all the newspapers would have to be like, man goes to jail. And you'd be like, oh, as if like what happened? Why did I do this time? But it's annoying because like there are loads of, there'll be, there will be images that you won't be able to get access to and they'll just use one yeah. of them. Before you do this, I mean, do you want me to read out the, um, the legal advice that my learned friend, whose name I will not mention because it's probably illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just remember Gav's problem that he had with noisy neighbours and noise abatement. Yes, and he had yeah. What, what he thought was Iranian neighbours who he assumed was keeping a hostage. In episode 78, I want to say. I think 78, so just go back and listen to that. Basically, Gav wrote a letter to his neighbours who, who in his head he had assumed were building up a... A, a, a fortress for a prisoner that they were they a were fortress yeah. <laughs> an entire basically, fortress it's a dungeon <laughs> basically Gav wanted to report them for noise Gav's girlfriend said no don't don't just don't do don't it cause they a won't fuss. do it nothing will come of that and I got this text apropos of that your friend Gavin may wish to know that noisy Iranians may be prosecuted for an offence contrary to Section 2 of Protection from Harassment Act 1997. There's clear case law on the use of this provision for the prosecution of troublesome neighbours. I was going to say persecution there, but it's prosecution. <laughs> Furthermore, magistrates and the police will rarely hesitate when presented with an opportunity to bring, to bring about the full force of the law against suspiciously beige-coloured interlopers interfering with the peaceful course of the fine English life, enjoyed by good-hearted white folks. The offence itself is punishable by up to six months in prison and will usually result in the imposition of a restraining order prohibiting the generation of further antisocial noise. Breach of said restraining order is punishable by up to five years in prison. This information is, of course, too late to assist your friend with his problem, which demonstrates why there is always benefit in consulting me at an early stage and paying my very reasonable fees. However, he may draw some consolation from the fact that his girlfriend's shrewishness, implied by his reluctance to go against her wishes and contact the police, was matched only by her ignorance in refusing to permit him to contact the police in the first place. It is clearly a relationship that he is better off out of. <laughs> that's the kind of practical can-do advice that's full of legal shit that you really sounds impressive. Mm, and he signs off like an agony aunt. Yeah. <laughs> and that was better off without her. That was yeah. a text, so he typed on a phone. Wow. My word. That's Someone actually was quite useful. Just, just off-the-cuff racism in the last 10 minutes well, of the podcast. Well, no, it's, it's, he's not being racist. He's, he's, he's pointing out... The system is racist. Yes, he's pointing out institutional racism, and we're all being very self-aware, making jokes about Roger Helmer. Who is part of the institution. Part of that institution. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it all ties up nice. It's being but yeah, I kind of suspect that maybe... Perpetuated. I kind of suspect that maybe if you can go to jail for six months for being a bit noisy, then impersonating an MP might get you into quite a lot of trouble but it would be really funny and I'd come and visit you in jail mm. we could still do the podcast 
We could just call, we could ask for conjugal visits. I'm not sure how many, like, yeah. And then we just record a podcast and they give you, what, 20 minutes or something? <laughs> well, yeah, one of us makes the bed bounce so they think we're fucking, but we're really just recording a podcast. <laughs> do do they let three men in three, yeah. three, three headed coat? A 15 foot tall man. <laughs> that could be a first. What we need to do is, like, if he does go down, then before Steve goes to jail, we have some sort of crazy three, four way wedding which means that then they have to let us all yeah. go in because we're all married time. with a dictaphone because we can't have sex unless we're being recorded that's a fetish that we if all we can't share. get a dictaphone in then we can just transcribe it and then re-record it <laughs> and get somebody else to be with you actors <laughs> yes. yeah fantastic you know. okay so here is the next newsletter straight talking number three february 2014 roger helmer's electric newsletter from strasbourg Hello there, Helmer fans. It's me again. Definitely the real Roger Helmer. <laughs> Back with another hot mouthful of news and views from Strasbourg, or the Berg, as I like to call it. I call it that because it's a bit like the Borg from Star Trek around here, with all these mindless, shuffling EU Strasbourgs milling about inside this giant, darkened EU voting cube, turning dials and pushing buttons on their chests. <laughs> Bloody robots. It makes me sick just being around them, hearing them talk in their ridiculous robot languages. Get this, readers. The German word for the German language is Deutsch, but the Dutch word for the Dutch language is Netherlands. And the Netherlands calls itself Holland, but Holland is the president of France. <laughs> I, I tell you, readers, if words were drugs, the EU would be a great big needle-sharing drug party, with Brussels handing out language meth on a taxpayer-funded platter and Belgium spitting gobs of grammar cocaine into Italy's MDMA-rimmed verb arsehole. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the word verb just added, it was icing on the cake. <laughs> anyway, there's only one language I'm interested in, and that's the language of straight talking. Aye. And English. So he leads into headline one. This is what's been on his mind. I want a horse. <laughs> Popular singer-songwriter Mika, who is one quarter Syrian, one quarter Lebanese, and half normal, once sang, I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. A stark admission of the man's raging cultural identity crisis and a damning indictment of the unfettered multiculturalism brought about by liberal immigration policies. Wow, this is really convincing. <laughs> Mika wanted to be like Grace Kelly, but what I really want is a horse, so that I ha don't have to step foot on European soil every time I come here to Strasbourg. It has to be a horse that won't go mental on a plane, because I'm going to ride it down the steps, straight onto the runway, and then gallop to all of my EU meetings. Perhaps I could have one of the horses from War Horse. They've probably all been on aeroplanes, or have at least seen aeroplanes and are probably cheap enough if you go for one of the background horses. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want Warhorse himself, unless he's available. <laughs> Second headline. You have to put some work into this. Yeah, this is, this is all right. I don't think anyone could pretend that this is... <laughs> I think at the moment, the only thing that's almost holding it back from being like actually believable was the MDMA-rimmed MDMA <laughs> verb arsehole. Sort of Which is a shame because that's an absolutely incredible line. <laughs> but I, don't, I can't ever imagine him writing that. I, I just thought it was such evident bollocks <laughs> that the verbos can just stay in without fear of breaking a magical 
credibility spell. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you know, this is the kind of idiotic nonsense I kind of would half expect think, him to spout. I, I think, yeah, there's so many sort of touchstone phrases that he does use, like rampant immigration, that people might just lurch from one of those phrases to the next and just go, well, that was a bit odd, but I'm still behind him. Yeah. I, tell I, him. I, I yeah. want a Give horse. Give that man a horse. <laughs> Give yeah, him a horse. That's the whole idea of going, I want a horse. Why do I want a horse? So I don't have to step foot on the EU soil. Is the sort of thing that nutters like him would say in a pub and everyone go, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't really want a horse, but he's like, yeah. But what yeah. if the horse gets driven mental by the the soil and you're riding uh, a mad EU horse? <laughs> it's only a horse, isn't it? Horse. Well, he's wearing English horse socks. shoes. Oh, shoes. Get some, ho- get some foxes to chase it down and kill it. That's what, uh, that's what they do, isn't it? Foxes right. chase the horse down. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... It's illegal now. But... <laughs> they, they legally reversed the process in 1812. <laughs> Give him a chance. Here's his uh, second headline issue. I'm afraid a wind turbine will kill my horse. <laughs> is, is this... Is this um... Has he got the horse? Is this is this his way of saying I I want a horse? That's his way of saying I've already bought a horse. I'm breaking you into the idea. He's planning ahead. He's imagining a world now in which he has the horse. He's a positive thinker. What use is a horse, however, if it will just eventually be bludgeoned to death by the tip of a wind turbine spinning rotors, as was the case in Tewkesbury last weekend, when a crowd of horses galloped right into the flailing arms of one of these death traps, a story you won't hear about on the BBC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everyone accuses the BBC of not telling any stories. A new study from America has shown that young male horses are naturally drawn to a wind turbine's rotating blades, which from a distance appear to them to resemble an audience of thin white lady horses, (laughs) each giving them a big wave in an exaggerated theatrical (laughs) manner. A a wave that takes up the whole of their long slender horse bodies. (laughs) As if to say, come over here, horse. I won't club you to death with my horse arms. Once they get closer to the turbines and the cruel ruse is revealed, the horse's natural instinct to sniff metal takes over. (laughs) And they trot right into the danger zone, sniffing innocently at the turbine's giant mast, unaware of the high-speed rotor blade tip about to clobber them into an agonizing and traumatic death. How high must a pile of dead and dying horses around every wind turbine in Britain become before we shut down these murderous sideways death helicopters? Wow. Nice. Impassioned. That's amazing. Maybe you could do a little passage about how fracking could create some holes in the earth to put the piles of dead horses, give them the burial they so richly deserve. (laughs) Yes, and return their nutrients. Yes, return the equine nutrients. Horse nutrients, which are the most nutritious nutrients of all. I'm almost sad that it might be completely illegal to send this because it's amazing. And I'd love to see, because I think there would be people who would respond or would believe it is real. I will go to prison for this. (laughs) Unless you put a picture of Roger Helmer and then you let people know that you're not actually in by crossing his eyes out. (laughs) That's like he's died. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to convert this into a sort of a death threat to Roger Helmer. <laughs> Just put a dagger through his head so you know it's it's a dagger saying, no, like like crossing him out. Yeah, yeah like, with a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we will kill you. <laughs> and like, as in like, like comedians, oh, you're going to die, it's so funny. You could let yeah. people know that it's a rip-off of the real Roger Helmer by 
putting Roger Helmer, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all going in. This is all good stuff. Thank you. So guys, I know you've got my back with this newsletter, so thank you. It's great. And Not involved. It's, uh... it's great. <laughs> I refuse to be seen to be complicit with this idea whatsoever, but I think it's amazing. His last point, oh, I didn't even think of a headline for this one. It just says, global warming. Look, before you all start, I understand the difference between weather and climate change. I really do. I understand that weather is a measure of local conditions in the environment and that there are huge natural variations in weather depending on the location and the time of the year and that extremes of weather, both hot and cold, occur all year round. I also understand that climate science is the study of weather patterns on a global scale and over very long periods of time and that the man-made global warming climate models allow for all kinds of weather to occur while predicting that extremes of weather will occur more frequently. I understand that. But hey, I'd like to see these global warmers explain why I'm scraping ice off my windshield in March, eh? Checkmate! <laughs> Which is frighteningly close to the sort of shit that he tweets all yeah, the fucking he time. Does. That, I mean, that he, he, he has acknowledged the climate and weather thing and then gone on to do that. Scraping it's, ice off a windshield, yeah. I understand the difference, but I'm demonstrating that I don't understand the difference. i tell you who I discovered was a cunt the other day. Paul Daniels. What? Yeah, I you, was. You better back that up, or I'm coming over there. Fair enough. I was gonna do a. I was gonna use Paul Daniels as a punchline or something, but it's like I, I decided against it because of the fact that he just has no. He's just completely a UK thing. I read an interview with him, and he was just like, he was basically being like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing that whole thing of going, oh, I've worked hard my whole life. That's why, like, that's why I hate beggars. It's like every time I, somebody asks me for money, I'm just like, oh, come on, how are you gonna earn my money? Well, the reason was he's had a very <laughs> charmed showbiz life. It's it. It's, and his basis for this was he was dropped off in America and he performed doing magic shows in America despite the fact that he wasn't a known name. But he still found himself getting paid and people liked it. And that was his justification for then going, well, why can't beggars like do this? And it's like, because you're a fucking trained magician, mate. It doesn't matter that people don't know who you are. You spent years doing this. You, mm. You're like, you're a professional. You could just... Your job is not required to be being famous. It's, a it's an amazing lack of any kind of imagination of anyone else's situations and how it may affect them. So yeah, he, but then the thing was, he wasn't being asked about it. I just opinions. want to pass electric current through him constantly until he goes insane. I'm being quite physically cruel today, but I really stand by everything I've said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, this is perfect for our new company, the, the Revenge Specialists. Yes, it? It, one, one of my first revenges for Paul Daniels will be to remove all of his fingers and put them back on in the wrong way. I'll put them on upside so down. So, so, so his look like little fucking... This is a spectacular... Spectacular, like kind goes, of audio CV for our new enterprise. It really is. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you all. I'm gonna kill every one of you fuckers listening to this shit. Just torture do, and kill you. We're running a lot of stuff past legal lately. <laughs> I think maybe because we need to. Ah, I think it's, it's important that we all say that we tell the readers don't bully Roger Helmer. Don't, he is an old man. He might be a reprehensible old man with power, and he might deserve everything he gets, but you should not be part of that yes. because you'd be getting us into trouble. And yeah, and it won't be funny because no one will see you do it. We are only doing it because we've got a super successful podcast. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't we're laugh. not really bullying him. We're more if you're laughing at home, don't laugh because you're listening to it, aren't you? Mm. And if you're listening to a podcast that isn't popular, what does that make you? <laughs> <laughs> quite cool yeah niche well done well done well done <laughs> chaps yeah and ladies and ladies it's a constant surprise that they exist but ladies. It's, it's a welcome surprise and i like them they turn up they turn up to things uh, but yeah i mean at the very least we we may you know we stop trying to talk me down from this legal ledge i'm a bit worried about it's you fucking Steve. going out i'm worried about you you're a man with nothing to lose there's that's 
That's really harsh. <laughs> well, Basically saying, Steve, wow. you've got nothing to live for, Steve. You've so got you. no friends. You've got no career. What I meant, Steve, was just... <laughs> just send the newsletter, Steve. It's the only way you'll get notoriety. <laughs> you're acting like a man with nothing to lose, is what I meant to say. <laughs> Ow! Why haven't I jumped? Tiki says you need to listen to regular features. Okay! I don't know if you've noticed the, um, the little hole in my vein in my arm. Because you've taken drugs. Oh, log. I'm a heroin addict. No, 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 no. Come, come back from the blink. I'm, I'm telling lies. Um, I had a, a blood sample today for as part of my, you're getting old now, why not have a health check? We'll give you one for free. We're the NHF. I thought everything was supposed to be free. No, we're offering you a free health check. I went in this morning, eight o'clock, bright and early. Joined a queue of sickly fucks who really need to be wiped out. I'm, I'm not being very forgiving today, I realise that, but they all need to be <laughs> shot dead right where they stood. Mm. I had to fill in a questionnaire, and this is where my life now feels like it's going to have to take a radical change. It couldn't take the weight of the slightest critique, or not even critique, but the barest investigation, well, the, the questioning. Thing, the thing about a questionnaire is it doesn't offer critique, but it does give you hints as to where the critique might in the future yes. lay. <laughs> there was the, the smoking question. How, how much do you smoke? I, mean, I don't smoke. So, <laughs> yeah. you, you've got nothing on me questionnaire. <laughs> and then Try again. Fortunately, that was just 5%. The remaining 95% of the questionnaire was how much do I drink? And that, what? This is the same thing I, happened to me when I went to the, the nurses for a checkup. Fuck them. And this, I filled in this questionnaire, honestly, completely honestly. Oh, don't do that. They always assume you're lying. I know, that's the thing. And, mm. then, and, then, and then I basically sat down with this, this very, very kind of blunt, um, large black woman who just tapped in these things and, and then turned to me and said, um, she said, oh, one moment, I just need to check. I need to look up something. And then just I saw her very slowly typing in the word alcoholic. Because <laughs> I'm like, literally, I'm not like eagling around to look at this either. I'm just sat next to her. <laughs> it's just like, I was sort of like laughing to myself, but just watching it. No, no, don't laugh at that because that information has already been shared with the actuaries of society. And now oh, everyone who what? might insure you in the future Thinks will know I'm you're an alcoholic. An alcoholic. Oh, no, that's not funny they, anymore. They don't think you're an alcoholic. They know you are because it's written <laughs> in your records. But I'm not. And this is what annoyed me because she was like, "You need to like talk to a therapist or something," and I was like, "No, I'm I don't I'm fine." And I said, "Listen, like I don't yes, drink sir. much." Yes, sir. Alcoholics tend to have this stage. <laughs> one, one of, in fact, it's well documented. One of the first steps of Alcoholics Anonymous is saying is stopping that. But honestly, that's the thing. Is honestly, I was like, I was saying with full honesty, I drink less than almost everybody I know, and I do. I don't drink that much. And yet, apparently, according to the NHS, I'm still an alcoholic, which means everyone I know is fucked. I'm just well, the questions on this. No, yeah. Have you ever stopped, not done something be- that you wanted to because yeah, you were yeah. boozed? And I answered it properly. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I've been <laughs> so, so hungover that I couldn't go out of bed. Yeah. That's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. And it says to you, have you, I remember have one you ever, Have you ever woken up with regrets? Yes, precisely. I remember these exact same questions. And they were like, have you ever woken up? Yeah. Have you ever woken up after drinking, feeling regrets? Like, yes. Yeah, I wish I like, didn't. I wish I didn't have this pounding headache. Yeah. I wish I'd stayed <laughs> stayed at the university. I I, I I wish I hadn't got into a state where I can no longer have a reliable yeah. erection. There you go. There's so many regrets guys, you can have. Guys. So <laughs> like, I mean, to be honest, I said yes to that, but what I meant mostly was like, yes, I wish I hadn't got that takeaway pizza. Like, I feel like that's a regret. That's yeah. a regret. But I think they mean like. I wish I hadn't like pissed on my sister-in-law or something. How's your blood? Well, I don't know yet. That's maybe for a follow-up feature, but all I know is that I'm going to get told to stop drinking 
And God knows I might feel inclined to. No, I won't. Fuck off, the NHS. I hope they break you up and sell you to fucking private contractors. <laughs> Just because they dare accuse you yeah. of being borderline alcoholic. I know you. You're not alcoholic. You're fine. Don't trust what they say. Oh, thank Don't you. trust the advice of medical professionals. Your oh. friends know what's best for you. Yeah, Why am I enabling friends? They oh. thought I was a fucking alcoholic. That's nonsense. Yeah. yeah. You don't have enough fun to be alcoholic. No, precisely. I'm really quite dull. Okay. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Titty titty bum bum. Titty titty bum. Titty bum bum. Titty bum titty titty bum.